Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 120, episode one of Your Daily Zeitgeist, yeah. a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say officially off the top, fuck the Koch brothers and fuck Fox News. Wow. It's Monday, February 10th, 2020. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Drink a White Claw, drink a White Claw, down, down. Uh... Judas Priest, maybe. Uh, I think that is off of a, a crispy meme donut, aka, but that contribution was from at Sir Brentsworth. Uh, and I'm thrilled to be joined by my special guest co host, Jamie Lofton! Hi! All I remember is she grew up with a back brace and she moved to LA. The girl who hacks whose dog is fashay. <laughs> Loft is the host, Jamie. That's a Jeremy Renner kickback. Wow. Do you remember? I was like, in the middle of singing it, I'm like, oh, people don't know that Jeremy Renner song off the top of their head except for me. Well, they should. His one and only single. Not his best. No. But one of them. Yes. It's no Nomad. That's his best single. Wait, was the one that you... Is, was his single uh, "Heaven Don't Got a Name"? That was a that was a passage from "Heaven Don't Have a Name." Okay. Uh, Jeremy Renner's a bad person, and "Nomad" is his best single. That was an interesting. Okay, version. got it. Yes. Uh, well, Whoop. Jamie, mm-hmm. Miles, and I are going on the road with our time machine and Fine. super producer Anna Hosnier. Uh, we're going to Brooklyn on February 12th at the Bell House Fine. with special guest Daniel O'Brien. We're going to be in Washington, D.C., February 13th, the very next night at the Miracle Theater with Natalie McGill. Minneapolis, February 25th at the Parkway Theater with P.O.S. Chicago, February 27th at Sleeping Village with Daniel Vaniel Kirk. And, (laughs) of course, Toronto, the grand finale, February 28th at the Great Hall with an unannounced special co-host guest. Justin Uh, Trudeau. Yeah, it's not. It's it's, so tomato at him. Justin Trudeau wanted to do it. Drake wants to do it. We're trying to get Frank Ocean. We'll we'll see how it uh, everything pans out. Seth but, Rogen's probably gonna try to get yeah. his way in there well, too. Yeah, because he wants to be there, and of course his laughter is gonna be distracting. Yeah, he'll uh, just be backstage. You, yeah, so we kind of have to have him on so we can acknowledge his laughter. God. Uh, anyways, Some for tickets, idiots. go to dailyzeitgeist.com and go to the live appearances tab. Uh, and we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat. This is a fucking powerhouse show we have today. We are joined by another one of the faces on Mount Zeitmore. She is the scam goddess, Lacey Mosley. Hey. Hey. What's up? How y'all doing? I'm doing good. Good. I'm doing it's good. It's great to have you here. It's you great to have Brooklyn, you both here. So then my fake Brooklyn accent jumped out. There <laughs> you go. Is that Brooklyn? Okay. It, no, it's probably not. <laughs> Don't tweet me about it. Yeah. Don't tweet her about it. She'll just ask for your social security I number will. and That's credit card info. I answer troll tweets now. It's like <laughs> I need information first. I heard about the Red Cross possibly being a scam uh, when I was at the Red Cross the other day. So something oh. that I meant to pass on to you off mic, but I was like bleeding out and someone was nearby like, this place is fucked up. 
Wait, what? who worked there? Wait, were you giving no, blood? S- no, someone who was, I was giving blood. See, and then, I ain't never heard nobody say giving blood, call it bleeding out. <laughs> got shot, Jamie. Yeah. It's like, so I was bleeding out. I like, shot. I do every Tuesday. At the Red Cross. <laughs> and they just bagged it up. No, they, uh, they bagged it up. <laughs> this is what happened. I thought so I had a wound, was bleeding everywhere. They bagged it up. Uh, they're like, you're in the right place. You're in the right place. They swept it up. But no, it was like someone who had come with another person. Mm-hmm. And they were like waiting in line for the bathroom, and they're like, "I don't know. I've read some pretty shady stuff about this." And then I looked it up, and they ha- and and because they like you donate your blood, and then they sell it. Yeah, yeah. Like they, I didn't know that. I thought I was doing such a good thing, and oh, then I no, was no, no. bleeding out and thinking about. I was like, "Oh, I, I'm doing a stupid thing." And then every like natural disaster like is a payday for the American Red Cross because yeah. we're like, "What's a legitimate organization that right. we can all like we know is huge? You can't be that big and not be doing some shady shit." They like, have yeah. the most blood out of anyone. There's I don't know. I if I wanted to give my blood to someone else, I wouldn't know where to go. You yeah. can give your blood to me. Actually, I have a friend. I have a friend named Todd who gotta yeah. be on the streets like, hey. <laughs> I, I want to know who's getting the profit. You just have like a pint of O positive on the street. Oh, yeah, I got that O pause. I got that yeah. O pause. <laughs> Get it while it's hot. Yeah, that's interesting to think about though. That like I, I've read defenses of their policy of like selling it because they need to have money to like do the work that they do, mm-hmm. but. That does imply that does suggest that they are like rooting for natural disasters to get the funding that they need to sell the blood. I to- need to I need to do more reading. I'm like by no means an expert on this. Yeah. I just know that I did it because my dad is like that's his source of self esteem is giving blood. Oh, that's cool. And he was like he was like you gotta do it. You gotta better than most yeah, sources of self esteem. <laughs> right, that's a pretty his, chill one. His, yeah. on the scale. His, his source of self esteem is he's got good veins, and every time. He goes to the Red Cross, the nurses compliment his veins, so my, he keeps going back. My wife brags about having good veins. Ugh. Yeah, I do too, but I have bad blood. I got bad <laughs> veins. Good veins, bad blood. Yeah. <laughs> With a lot of people, bad blood. I, I tried to give blood in high school to get the little cord, and they were like, sweetheart, you are severely anemic. Anemic. We wouldn't give you your blood. I was like, you have to flex on <laughs> me like that. You have to flex on me like that, okay? Well, I've got the, bad we veins. We wouldn't give you your blood is such a That's brutal. <laughs> hurtful thing for somebody <laughs> right? to say to somebody. They didn't even have to do me like that. They still gave me the cord though because I cried. Boomers are obsessed with um, blood donation. I've found my parents are both like, they're like, you gotta give blood, you gotta give blood. And then I was like, mom, do you give blood? And she was like, no, I had hepatitis. I'm right. like, you had hepatitis? She had hepatitis. <laughs> well. She got poked by something and then she had hepatitis. Well, you said had, so it sounds past tense. Yeah. Right. But then you can never do it. If you had hepatitis once, you can oh. never give blood your whole life. You Makes can just sense. bother your kids about it. <laughs> so sense. she's just like, we, as a family, we need to be putting out this amount of blood. And I'm out. So by proxy, when you give yeah. blood, it's like me giving blood because I gave you my blood. Exactly. I like and it. you were talking about the fact that there is like a subway, like punch card type thing mm-hmm. at the blood bank where like if you give like 15 pints of blood i don't know how much blood you they give get. i i don't know what the units are certain number if you give 18 times they put your name on a plaque and i respond very well to that kind of incentivizing <laughs> i was like i'll see you next Woo. week <laughs> what's the most you can give blood once a week 
No, uh, once every two weeks you can give platelets, and that's uh, when you're like bleeding all the way out, and you right. watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood while you do it. It takes like two hours. Oh my goodness, it's scary. Wow. Yeah. Uh, well, Lacey, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we are going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about. Uh, up top, we're going to talk about Heidi Klum, a story that Lacey brought to our attention the moment, <laughs> like a moment before we started recording. Uh, we're going to talk about the how the mainstream media is dealing with uh, the fallout from Iowa, the run up to New Hampshire. We're going to ignore the debate that happened on Friday just because I... We, we just, just because, weren't I mean, paying attention. And while we're at it, let's ignore the Oscars. Yeah, let's do that shit. too. Fuck both of those things. Shit. Yeah, we'll talk about yeah. those tomorrow. But I feel like both of those things like need some time to ferment and yeah. settle in. Well, I mean, we're thrilled that Parasite won everything. Yeah, yeah. that was that was amazing. That was good. Uh, we're going to talk about Mike Bloomberg, the Bloomberg campaign. Bloomberg is officially, by the way, on the 538 scoreboard uh, now. So Bernie at two and five chances of winning the nomination Nobody, uh, like a basically a brokered convention, is at one in four. Biden one in five. Warren one in fifteen. Buttigieg one in thirty. I think it's like they're not buying the Buttigieg thing, unlike the most of the mainstream media. And Bloomberg <laughs> one in a hundred. That's <laughs> why wow, he's like, on the board. He's baby. on the board. <laughs> he's on the fucking board. Hell they're, yeah! I, Robert had a funny tweet about that. He was just like, "Well, I guess we're back to rooting for Nate Silver to be right about something." <laughs> yeah, You're exactly. Like, Damn it. Yeah. So we're gonna talk about that uh, and why Mike Bloomberg should be like one of the favorites to win, I think, based on this strategy. Listen, uh, we've got micro-influencers in the room. There's yeah. reason to believe Mike Bloomberg should be the next president. Uh, we're going to talk about the coronavirus. We're going to talk about Mengazi as it regards Harvey Weinstein's trial mm. and the passing of Kurt Russell. Not Kirk Douglas. <laughs> Not no, Kirk wait. No, you said Kirk, Kirk Russell. I, you said Kirk. I, I keep fucking this up. Uh, it's Kirk... <laughs> Douglas. It's Kirk Douglas. Jamie put Kurt Russell in my head this morning, and now- uh, Now I keep accusing totally. Kurt Russell of doing terrible <laughs> yeah. things. Uh, but first, Lacey, we like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Ooh, I've done the show so many times I that I forgot the search history <laughs> one, so I'm genuinely going to pull it out of my search history right now, which terrifies me. I enjoy lying about it. That's what that's what <laughs> listeners don't realize is the longer the more times you're on the show, the more honest your search history gets because you run out of made up. It just gets embarrassing. Yeah, you run yeah. out of not like the other girls' answers. Right after a while, uh, here we <laughs> not go. like the other girls. <laughs> oh, uh, that's my answering strategy. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if I've, oh, okay. I looked up um, Donald Trump's Zodiac sign. Oh, that's actually a great question. Wait, what is his it's chart a fucking like? fucking Gemini. Oh. <laughs> so Geminis, this is on you. Wow, Geminis, defend yourselves. Are Geminis, Geminis the twin ones? Yeah. yeah. So is which, which one of Outcast? Is it is it Andre or Big Boy? Who's Gemini? Yeah, um, from Aquemini. That's from Aquemini. That sounds Aquemini like... is oh, the name uh, of one of their albums because they uh, are Aquarius and, and Gemini. I feel like Andre would be an Aquarius. He's got Aquarius. He does have Aquarius vibes. Do you want to take a bet on that? I would say Andre's an Aquarius. Okay. So I've pulled up their birthdays. Oh, this is just when they were active as a group. Can y'all just give me their birthdays? I know I spelled it wrong. My boyfriend's a Gemini and it's confusing. Yeah, they got the two faces. That's why I'm like, Donald Trump, he has two faces. This yeah, makes sense. Like you could turn on me at any moment. 
<sighs> so I guess I don't I don't even know what Donald Trump's two faces uh, are though. It's Gemini is Andre. Okay. Fuck. What? Damn it. They're Although so I deceptive. Like, I love both of them. So They're great. Yeah. Uh, so Andre three thousand, just Andre, like Donald. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, you heard it here first. So they are supposed to be deceptive, have two faces, which is what we hear about Donald Trump when we like he will be one thing to his base. You know, he's out there saying, I'm going to build the wall, and then total other thing behind the scenes. I mean, basically all politicians need to be Geminis, right? Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, not all Geminis, not which is the name Geminis. of a great meme account. Yeah. Uh, not all Geminis, but some Geminis. Yeah. I think they need to be Cancers. They're, ooh. Cancers are great. We are. Cancers are great. They're fantastic. Leos are annoying, but I like us. There's a lot of Leo. Are you, you're a Leo? Yeah. So, really? Uh, I'm a Leo. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Leo gang. We're annoying. We're the worst. I have yeah. them around me so much. My mom's yeah. a very strong Leo. Very strong <laughs> Leo. She's imposed a lot of her personality on me. <laughs> like, my mom was a parent who had a child and was like, yes, make you in my own image. Right. <laughs> like, my mom brags about stuff that I do, and she, but it's like always like to her. So like one of my mm-hmm. best friends works with my mom, and she'll be like, oh, your mom told me. She was like, yeah, you might see someone who looks like me on TV tonight. Like, uh, that's, how, that's how my mom says that I'm on TV tonight. She's like, might see someone who looks like see me. See someone who looks like me. <laughs> I love when a mom's like, "It's I'm going to like do the mental gymnastics to make this about me. <laughs> so Every good. single time. And it's amazing. It makes me laugh so hard. That's we had like, she, we we're talking about our family reunion and she was like, oh my God, Lacey, people are already treating me different. <laughs> <laughs> treating her different. Yes. Yes. Of course. Of course they are. I love it. Oh, that was a big deal for her. Right. <laughs> yeah. That she... It's like I've accomplished so much. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh what what is a Leo trait that you see coming out of yourself that your mom imprinted on you? Would you um, say? I'm super like not not like aggro, but I'm very like when I walk in, like, I've been filmed entering so many birthday parties, I can't count. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you make an entrance? Like, you make such an no, entrance that everybody I, pe- just... Yeah, people just film me. Or they, yeah. like, talk on the DJ booth, and I'm like, Lacey's uh-huh. arrived. Like, it's happened right. so many times. Oh and I was God. like, this is big Leo energy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish I... I'm like, that's the kind of yeah. Leo energy. I've got shy I was like, Leo. is there a different kind of Leo? Because <laughs> I have never I been like, filmed entering a birthday party. when we arrived somewhere? <laughs> I like arrive through the basement as quietly as possible and tiptoe up the stairs. Jack and I walk in and they're like, who? Yeah, <laughs> what yeah. is that? There's, there's the okay. thing about the Irish exit where you like say goodbye without anybody noticing you're leaving. Right. I do an Irish entrance as well. I do both. Where I just get, come in there like, oh, Are you sure have not- you been here the whole time? <laughs> Are you sure you're not breaking in, Jack? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, part of it is that I was not invited to these parties. <laughs> I come just, through the window. Yeah, That's yeah, a big yeah. Leo energy. Yeah. Act like you belong where any space. Right. I, I think there shy Leos are out there. We, yeah. we exist. Yeah, we do. But a lot of us don't. Uh, what is something you think is overrated? Overrated. Hanging out and meeting up with your friends at bars. Yes. Ooh. I've recently, like, I've gone ice skating and roller skating, and I went and played kickball with my friends. Wow. And we had a little pizza party afterwards. Like, I was that goddamn so 10 years old. Yeah. That sounds nice. And it was so 
fun. And it was yeah. not like we have to congregate around drinking and feeling like shit the next day or saying things you don't want to say or revealing too much. You literally like go play sports, go bond with each other, have a fun activity. Like I encourage you guys to like be like, oh yeah, let's hang out this weekend. Let's go. I mean, everyone fucking hikes. Fuck hiking. Like do Agreed. something. I like competitive sports. I like yeah. something where like I was playing, I was sliding in dodgeball. Right. I was like oh, pegging so people cool. and, and like jumping and grabbing the ball. I broke two nails. Pegging like, people. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it got sexual. Competitive at one point. pegging. <laughs> but yeah, just something where you like remember how nice it is to be alive. Mm-hmm. Like it's so wholesome too. Yeah, it really I felt is. good about myself afterwards yeah. too. Yeah. I, I've never left a bar and was like, oh, I feel so good about myself. <laughs> right. Even if yeah. I had a good time, I'm not like, go me, because yeah. <laughs> like, I was at a bar. But like going and hanging out and having a little athleticism trickled in, oh, yeah. it's so good. That's so nice. Yeah. yeah, I love that. I feel like as uh, generations go by, we will be less like oriented around alcohol as the only acceptable like social lubricant and like bars will become less of a of a thing yeah because yeah. i don't mind them but it's like it feels like especially in la it's like that's the place to go hang out with people mm-hmm. and like the more that i age i'm like i want to just do fun yeah. stuff that yeah. feels good and makes me feel good yeah. i like i like hangs that like uh, accommodate a lull in a conversation too yeah. bar hangs do not i mean you have to be screaming at each other the whole time right. Um, if you stop talking, it's like this thing of like, oh, do they not like me? They want right. me to yeah. go away. Yeah. But Why are we not talking about the weather anymore? But if you're roller skating, right. that's a whole other thing. You just roller skate away. Yeah. Well, or you can wear <laughs> roller skates into a bar. Yeah, let's and Jack. Then, Jack, yeah. <laughs> Jack, Jack is an Irish roller skate. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're slowly backing out on roller skates. That Homer Simpson meme would work so much better that if he was on roller skates. Right, just <laughs> rolling away. He glided back. Yeah. Uh, what is something you think is underrated? Underrated, I think, setting your friends up with your other friends who they don't know and wouldn't run into all the time. <laughs> and this is probably very self-serving. No okay. one in my life is setting me up with anybody, and it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it is ridiculous how much they're not setting you up. With it you. is. Because right. like, I feel like... It's hard. I don't. Dating apps are hard. Dating apps are a bad place. Uh, mm. I've tried them. I've had a lot of weird social interactions. It's getting worse the more that I become recognizable, um, which is not a lot. I'm not famous by any stretch of the imagination, but I have like I've gone on a date and then a bartender bought all my drinks and was like, "I love your show," and I was like, Ooh. Eh. Ooh. "But like, but the guy didn't know what I did, and I totally was kind of like downplaying it." And you can do right. that in LA. If a guy asks you like, "Oh, if you're an actor," you just be like, "Yeah, I'm an actor." Yeah, right. it's co-. they're like, "How's it going?" I'm like, "It's cool," because I'm not gonna list right. my fucking IMDb right. for you. I hate no, that. No, you want to like get to know someone. Actors yeah. get so disrespected in LA, and I understand why, because a lot of people be out here saying they acting and they're not in nobody's class they're not in nobody's auditions they did not got right. nobody, you know what i mean like they're not mm-hmm. doing anything to even try it's yes. just a it's one of those careers that you can say you're doing but have no proof and it's fine yeah. like you can't be like i'm a doctor and then i'm like where'd you do your residency right. you're like i'm more of a informal yeah yeah i'm more like aspiring doctor oh what right. college like, are you in you know i'm more just like thinking about medicine i mean dr phil did that shit. i'm taking a I break for him. i'm actually taking a break from doctor right now <laughs> <laughs> just trying to find myself right. yeah you really can't do that but yeah. you can do that with acting so I yeah. just my rule of thumb now is like 
if anybody asks me, like, in an Uber or on a date, I'm like, yeah, you know, it's, it's cool. I won't tell you what I do for real. Right. So I was, like, getting away with that. And the date was okay. I knew I never wanted to see him again. But it was fun to talk to somebody. Yeah. And then the bartender just blew my spot up. The, yeah. I mean, free drinks are free drinks, but that's also, well, like, was paying, come on. So I was about to be free anyway. Oh, well, then fuck. Mm. <laughs> mm. I feel like bartenders normally have more, better discretion than that. I'm not again like it was a nice gesture it was yeah. not i'm not mad at the bartender bartenders give those free drinks out baby especially to me if you see me <laughs> out like this is not a psa to not give me free drinks but i, <laughs> I was just trying to hide right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, but i'm like i feel like all my friends are like normies and so they should like know other normies and like right. set me up with them right yeah. yeah all right now my brain's working you know what some- i'm saying Old, oh yeah, please, Jack. Old normies, too. old, old normies <laughs> with a, with a good amount of coin. They don't need to be rich, yeah, yeah. but I don't want them trying to hit me up for that. Right, right, <laughs> you know? right there. It's gotten bad. Like I dated a guy, and we're friends now still. And I was like, well, so who are your friends? Right. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Just because this didn't work out between yeah. us, like, right. <laughs> like you know, people that are like you that I might like better than you. Yeah, Maybe. you know, somebody who's Maybe. emotionally available, but right. just like you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so you say, when somebody asks what you do for a living, you say actor? Unless I'm in a car and I don't want to talk. If right. I'm in a car and I don't want to talk, then I'll be like, I um, am in billing and coding. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I pick something that I think no one will have any questions about. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I only see billing and coding people or nurses or whatever on TikTok. Right. You know, doing body yeah, rolls. I didn't know that. I didn't know they existed before then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's where they. That's where they really came into their own. <laughs> I learned. I learned about that profession off the TV. Like right. they'd be like, come to this school off TV for billing and coding. And Jamie, get- do you say comedian? I uh no I I'll say I no because then that's a bunch of follow up questions yeah. that you don't want. Right. Um, oh, you're a comedian. Tell same, me a joke. The same thing. We're yeah. like, I'm a podcast, and they're like. They're they're like, are you Kevin Hart's podcast? You're like, I'm not Kevin Hart's. Podcast. Are you Kevin Hart? <laughs> that's that. Well, right. that's what happens when you are say you you're Joe a comedian. Rogan? They're like, are right. you Kevin Hart? I'm like, I'm not Kevin Hart. Are yeah. you Joe Rogan though? And then they're like, are you Joe Rogan? I'm like, I'm not Joe Rogan. And they're like, mm, that's everyone I know. Yeah. And then I no, I say, I give like rom com jobs. I'm like, I'm an editor. Oh right. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I mean, I mean you do so many things. I work you at a museum. Can, like, yeah, yeah. There you <laughs> I work go. at I a museum. museum. I give Jennifer Garner like right. yeah. <laughs> Is if you have to ask somebody what you can see them in, they're not famous enough for you to know who they are anyway, so stop asking that. I don't right. like people whipping their dicks out about their jobs either. I'm like, I'd rather just talk about, like, I'm like, what do you want to talk about? Yeah. Let's talk about that. Right. Uh, finally, what is a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false? Uh, I actually tweeted this the other day, but um, Bernie Sanders is one year older than Joe Biden. And... Uh-huh. I just want to say that out loud just in case people didn't know because... How old he is? Yeah, so Bernie Sanders is 78, Joe Biden is 77. And yeah. I feel like the media portrays Joe Biden to be like our young, fun uncle who's just like... Joe Biden? Set. No, not no, no. Yeah, Bernie, Joe Biden. They think, portray Joe Biden as young, fun uncle? I think it's like quirky uncle. Yeah. And then Bernie Sanders is father time. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I know, they always give Bernie such a hard time about... Out, like they're like he's gonna anything. die and they were saying that the last election cycle too right. and he was yeah. four years younger and joe biden is meanwhile like i mean i i don't wish him ill health at all but he's decaying before our very eyes yeah. like he's 
It's got and bad plastic surgery. Bernie's and flexible. It just doesn't seem like his mind is all there. But if I've learned anything from Jerry Jones, you can get a bad facelift and then like 20 years grow later, into it. Yeah. grow into it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, I remember when Wolf Blitzer got his eye work and I was like, he looks like he's oh, a animatronic Wolf Blitzer right now, but then like five years later, he just looked like a younger Wolf Blitzer. So yeah. it's just you got to grow into you your face work, guys. Time. That you is time. my message to the people. <laughs> I, saw, I saw a picture yeah. with Bernie with his foot on a table. I'm like, yeah, he's fine. Got, really? I, like, I saw that too. His foot—it yeah. was like a high up table, like it Melissa was, McCarthy style. Like how big? <laughs> like, like in a movie where they're like. All right, we've got to get witnesses. <laughs> wow. Like he, yeah. he had like his foot on a yeah. table. That was no, a great demonstration. He definitely reads younger to me, like just his energy. Is I don't know. Young. His hair gives me like old, old, <laughs> wiry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's got young people opinions too. Like right. Yeah, he does. Right. He's well, every young person. They're all, favorite. in my opinion, too old to be running for office. Right. I think when you're in your golden years, I'm not going to call them twilight years. That's fucking rude. Yeah. But like, when you're a golden, like, should you be running a country when you are 80? Right. It's very strange that I we. It's, but uh, then it's like we're just left with. Wasn't Barack Pete? Obama in his yeah. 40s when he was elected president? Yeah. He was so. in his 40s. That's optimal. Yeah. That's that a good age. Sense. Like, yeah. that's like, four, I think 40s, and then, and then maybe we stop at 70. Right. Like, right in there. Sweet spot. 30 years. Yeah. Got wisdom. You got gravitas, you got great. Like, you I'm, know what I mean? I'm for doing away with the age limit because I would have been fine with AOC running this year, but she's considered too young. Yeah. She, and it's all, you have to be 35. Yeah, you to have to start be 35. Running. But yeah. here's the thing. We don't have a youth option right now. Right. Why don't we have an age cap if we have an age minimum? Right. Because why can't, you shouldn't be 80 in the, uh, in the White House. I'm sorry. It's Yes, it's too because... old. We know what happens. There's degenerate. Like, we all are dying every day. Right. <laughs> I feel too old to be president now, and I'm <laughs> in my 30s. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, I don't... I I think it's just inertia. It's the inertia of, like, th- these people have had time to get a lot of money and, yeah. like, meet a lot of people and be in a lot of rooms, and now they just, yeah, despite the fact that they're, like, operating at 60% of what they were. We we, we were just watching a video of Donald Trump on uh, New Year's Eve 1999, and he is, like, a coherent, like, person. His sentences make sense? Yeah, his sentences are, he speaks in full sentences and he looks like he knows where he is and like every, and does he have to take lots of deep breaths totally No, it's a totally different person and yeah, now he's like a less intelligent, less with it version of himself and he's the most powerful person in the world. Maybe in the history of the world now that he has completely demolished the, uh, History of the world. I know you guys probably already talked about him retweeting that Donald Trump 2020 all the way to like 2060. Yeah, Yeah. 2100 where he's a brain in a vet. I... That's our reality. Yeah. He's uh, going to do it. Well, I don't think I know. that people realize <laughs> yeah. how powerful this man is. Like The legislative branch just completely ceded all power, all checks to him. We don't yeah. got no checks no more. We don't got no balances. No. Yes. No, no, no balance. No. <laughs> like, show with... me a balance. Show me a recent balance. Right. We don't show got no scales. Show me a check. <laughs> There's no, the scales are gone. The clip art scales that I thought right. were working are not we're working. We're taking them shits down. Libra yeah. scales are just for you now. Hope y'all got y'all's <laughs> tattoos. Like, because the scales are gone. 
Like, I don't know what that means, but I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure it makes sense to. Uh, in regards to age, I mean, it's it is like a tricky thing. I'm like, it's. Uh, I I wish that there was a a a young candidate that we had that had, but it's just like I like we don't have the options this time around. It's a bummer. Yeah. I feel like it's just like in any other aspect of our economy. Like, yeah, it's hard to amass wealth for the mo- for most of us as a young person. But every now and then, there's somebody who shoots up and is hot and sexy and is a little pop star, mm-hmm. and that was Barack Obama. And right. we don't have any little pop stars right now rising to to the occasion. I mean, I wish AOC could run. I'm like, AOC makes me like. I mean, and and I mean, there's a lot of great options, but like, it would be. I feel like AOC is the only woman who could win. Yeah, I, I yeah. genuinely think Elizabeth Warren cannot win because of what Hillary Clinton has set as a precedent for women running for office, and I feel so bad about it. But I think that white women will abandon us if a woman is candidate. And Hillary Clinton has proven that. Like, she literally came out of the womb, like, shaking hands and doing deals and, like, has been the most presidential person. And, yeah, she's done some shit because you can't be in politics for as long as she has and not been involved or at least adjacent to right. some She shit. has done some <laughs> shit. Yeah. She um, was overqualified to be the president, and yes. that is not a compliment. That's not no. always a compliment. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it just means you've done a lot of shit. Yeah. Some, some good shit, some bad shit. But, right. Like, when you a have to call shit. a truce on Epstein mudslinging, because your husband was involved you're like oh everyone has been on the Lolita Express amazing I mean Um, her husband was involved also she spent like consecutive years at Epstein's New New Mexico like weird Epcot center ranch uh, uh, that was like old west themed but I will have to say though like when you're that rich and I know when I'm nasty rich and somebody tells me about some secret shit going on I'm gonna go in there and see what's going on. Right. Now, if they yeah. told me it was little babies in there, I wouldn't go. But right. I don't think everybody knew the little babies was there. Yeah, that's probably fair. No. You know what I mean? Like, they was probably like, we're going to a like, secret mansion eccentric. with people. Oh, God. I <laughs> but I'm not defending anybody who was hanging out with them. No, <laughs> I mean, like, like, maybe you stumbled Matt in there. Like, went on the plane. Yeah. Scott Rudin went on the plane. Everyone went on the fucking plane. It, it's, Malcolm it was, Gladwell. Malcolm Gladwell oh. went on the plane. I forgot. They're, oh, the list of people who were on the plane is really bad. But at least, you know, Hillary Clinton is um, disparaging viable candidates to promote her Hulu documentary. <laughs> so <laughs> very brave. Very yeah. brave. Uh, all right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And the mainstream media has continued, at least through the end of last week, to cover Pete Buttigieg as though he's now the favorite. Uh, <laughs> he, I mean, his whole campaign was focused on <laughs> Iowa. He tied in Iowa, maybe won by like 0.01%. We... <laughs> the Democrats still have to recount. Will never know. It's not. At it's not a point, recount. Like... They have to recanvas, which I've been told not a recount. It just means they have to re-add all the votes, which is not that totally sound like a recount. Yeah, to that me. sounds like the definition of a recount. Right. <laughs> Re-adding votes. Yes. <laughs> shadow app. What do you think? Yeah. Sunny worked on the shadow. Also, app. like. I just Sunny like, I have is, to disclose. <laughs> also, we should have know no that. hope in high hell of a fair election if the Dems can't even keep our shit together on our side. We yeah. know the Republicans will cheat, but if the Dems are already cheating in the primaries, yeah. it's a wrap yeah. on mm. democracy. Sonny is Jamie's all right dog, by the way. We he was amazing. He, he invested in Shadow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big investment. Um, but 
Yeah, I mean, Buttigieg just went on like every uh, cable news show, every uh, you know network news show. Uh, he he was on Pod Save America uh, as their candidate <sighs> that interview. Was frustrating. I I didn't listen to it. I I've had it like for some reason I've stopped paying much attention to them. I'll probably start again as things kick back up because I, I mean they are without a doubt knowledgeable and like have an inside view of how things work, but. But they're uh, all named John, and, <laughs> and so it gets confusing. Both literally and figuratively. Yes. They're all named John. They're all named um, John. The, yeah, the, Bos- the Boston Globe covers it as Pete Buttigieg surging and closing on Bernie Sanders uh, in New Hampshire. That got elevated to the front page of Drudge, and you know a lot of people are covering it that way, uh, but 538 still has Sanders- in control, having having a much better shot. Uh, yeah, I think a two thirds shot. Getting in more New minority awards. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yep. that's a that's something that is sort of being buried is that Sanders is you know becoming the more conventional choice for people of color in the race, but like mm-hmm. that's just not really like because he was seen as like the ch- choice for white men. In 2016, uh, that like I feel like that narrative hasn't quite taken hold anywhere except for on Twitter, right? right. Where yeah. people are talking, right? Yeah, it, it's it's frustrating uh, being a minority, a double, min- well, triple minority actually, but like, um, and realizing that it's always about tokenism. Even like white liberals are just as problematic as the white people on the other side. Like right. we're just here to be, you know, your fucking workhorses, like we always have been. You know what right. I mean? You tear the country apart, we help you build it back or do a lot of the building, uh, slavery. And um, <laughs> so it's 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 frustrating that we're still in this position. I wish that Pete Buttigieg could be the candidate to win this, but he's not because he just has the worst fucking background when it comes to black people. Yeah. And we don't discriminate on that. We got. I, we took to Kamala to task about it. I spoke right. with Kamala personally about it. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and we're going to do the same with Pete Buttigieg. I'm like, you think you're going to make it to the White House ignoring black people? Just you wait, bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're the pettiest of them all. We waiting <laughs> right here. We going to the polls like we always do, okay? Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> and not for you. <laughs> he had that weird comment too, where he was like, "I don't need your vote," and you're like, "Uh, Pete, wait, what, honey? <laughs> I didn't see that. Comment. You do? Yeah. <laughs> you absolutely do. Wait, I respect him now. <laughs> There's. He has said some He's shit. Like, like, I don't need it. <laughs> I'm like. There was I a conversation that. where somebody was like, hey, are you going to, like, oh, no. they asked him, like, something. <laughs> he just got lazy. He's like, no, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> they asked him that something very response. straightforward. They were like, are you going to, like, correct this thing where that you lied about? Like, a voter said this, and I don't think he knew he was being, like, uh, he was on camera, but he w- just went, no, and walked on to the next person, was just, like, straight Yeet. up, like, fuck you. Uh, I feel like there's a mean rat fucker inside Pete Buttigieg oh, that, sure. uh, you know, that, that's coming out a little bit more and more. But I feel like he would be a great person to have on your campaign, like, behind the scenes. Because he has like all that CIA dark ops shit going on, like he's got a background in like yeah, right. He will do the, he will do the evil shit <laughs> that needs to be done to up. win. Uh, but I don't feel like he's the person to be. Not this time, Pete. The candidate. No matter how many time. times people tell me, like it it was kind of jarring too to be like, oh, we're back on Pete. The, like after Iowa, I wasn't anticipating us to be back on. 
Pete specifically. I yeah. wasn't either. I thought that yeah. we were going to let it to rest. And then it's interesting because I'm also seeing like a lot of people talking about like how huge this is for people who are openly gay. And sure. then there's two sides of that coin. One side of the coin is black and brown. People being like, he is the most sanitized gay man and this and people forget he's gay and that's why they don't care about it because he is a white man. And then the other side of that is, is like a lot of gay people feel very afraid to publicly display their homosexuality or publicly display mm-hmm. anything that would tip others off to them being gay and it's a terrifying thing because obviously people are still being killed for it so there's like two sides of like how he purports himself that i think are both equally valid yeah um but he just doesn't seem like a revolutionary person and i think that has more to do with his personality than the oh, just the like makeup of who he is like right. I, I totally respect and his, and his politics yeah. yeah like i respect pete's place in history absolutely yeah. like that that is a huge step to have an openly gay candidate out there but his politics uh, suck. Yeah, that's the same so. thing with Kamala Harris. You think we didn't want to ro- vo- vote for a black queen and an AKA no less? We was about to be turning the fuck up. But like, right. unfortunately, she was policing the shit out of black people and could not explain her way out of it. That's right. all we needed was for her to walk into the fire and just deal with it. Yeah. Instead yeah. of trying to explain it away. It's like, I was trying to dismantle the system from the inside. It's like, sis, that's not what was happening. There, yeah. 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 And Pete has refused to do that too. I don't know why politicians it's... skirt away from the truth. I think it's an old style that used to work before we had, you know, more access to information. But like in the age of like Twitter, it really is just easy to be easier to be like, I fucked up. Like, let me listen. And what can I do better? I feel like that will play better uh, with almost anybody. Or one more wild pitch. Donald Trump ain't telling the truth. Why don't y'all just get out here and start lying real good? Well, start making just everything. I do think that's what uh, Pete did with uh, we <laughs> won. We're the we're we the winners. It. Yeah, uh, there is a that didn't work though. We was like Pete, that was that. It did so, though. I think like so, he, I mean, he I said that Todd and Save America's out here. Like, he did that he did and it. everyone booked him on their show. What? Yeah, Black Twitter yeah. was like, no, you didn't win. Yeah. Okay, well, I guess it's because we don't like him. Because I was like, my Twitter timeline was like Pete out here lying. I think it was a Solomon Giorgio tweet where he when Pete tweeted his victory. He's like, I think Pete just published all his drafts. <laughs> I know. It really, yeah. yeah. Katie Golden, who hosts uh, Creature, Creature Feature on our network, tweeted that she thought his tweet deck was malfunctioning because it was like every two minutes, it was a different tweet about <laughs> like the fact that he had won. And it was like, oh, these look like it's just like nonstop. Like it's just publishing, yeah, all your drafts. Uh, it, it well, you is, know what? I take it back, Pete. You keep it up because you're right. We weren't thinking about Pete being in this race anymore until he lied and said that he won. Right. Pete, li- keep lying. Keep scamming. It's a real scam god move. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> we need a scammer to beat a scammer. And Trump is the ultimate scammer. Yes. He's had a fake university. He does club appearances as president. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, uh, the, like he be robbing everybody. Like the list goes on and on and on. Like so, if we if we're gonna take out a scammer, we gotta have another scammer. Damn it, maybe I'm voting for people who judge now. I mean, yeah. after, you gotta vote for your favorite villain. After <laughs> Iowa, I mean, it's just like it was getting. It's getting to the point where you're like, oh, this is like things are gonna. It, it's like not gonna be calm ever for the rest no. of the year. Like it's just gonna get worse and worse and worse. And it's so hard to keep up on the correct information. Yeah, because even like the candidates are giving you bad info right twitter's giving you sometimes bad info or like the even the way the twitter timeline works where like i was trying eight to hours get, old information yeah right and then it's wrong by the time you see it but yeah. people you know liked it eight hours ago you're just like <sighs> how the how do i know like
like yeah. I, it's exhausting. I yeah. I watched the State of the Union and I was like, who's fact checking this? I remember when there used to just yeah. be somebody on who was just fact checking everything that the president said. Donald Trump was lying so hard and yeah. so fast, that nobody person, could keep up. That person it's who so was fact checking his presidency died of old age at the age of forty-two. <laughs> They're just like, oh my god. I just can't believe, like, I yeah, it's it's. Imagine being like a fully undecided voter at this point. I would be so fucking confused. I'm like, I don't know who to trust. I don't know who to believe. Like, it, they're, I mean, even like among people that you know, it's hard to get good info because the way that the algorithm is arranged, you could be getting old info or bad info by the time you see it. Yeah. It's a mess. It's a mess. Uh, fortunately, I think uh, us influencers have our candidate. Uh, chosen. Oh, yes. Uh, so I have good. I have good news. Mike Bloomberg. Uh, the Bloomberg can- campaign has quietly begun. Mister, uh, stop and frisk himself. Yes, has they, some news. Man of the people. Uh, they are putting advertising for influencers on a uh, platform called Tribe, which is a branded content marketplace mm-hmm. that connects social media influencers with brands. Uh, and they're looking for some influencers to, uh, you know, can shout, I, shout out their boy, LL Cool Bloomberg. LL Cool, can I can I read what they're the what they posted on Tribe, which I'd never heard of Tribe before. Yeah, I'm about I to guess get on I guess it's like I guess I'm not on that Tribe level. Uh, I will take uh, Bloomberg's $150 and post my Instagram stories. Uh, okay, so the the Bloomberg campaign is pitching micro influencers, someone who has a thousand to a hundred thousand followers. Okay, everyone yeah. in this room qualifies. Uh-huh. <laughs> To create original content quote that tells us why Mike Bloomberg is the electable candidate who can rise above the fray, work across the aisle so all Americans feel heard and respected. Are you sick of the chaos and infighting overshadowing the issues that matter most to us? Please express your thoughts verbally or for still image posts. Please overlay text about why you support Mike. The campaign copy tells Bloomberg stands. Wait, I got a question. Do I have to submit it to them before I get paid? Can I just put it on my page? Because I'd be like, I, don't I know. identify heavily with rich white billionaires. <laughs> I don't think anybody could represent me, a black woman, better right. than Mike Bloomberg. Like, I will troll Mike Bloomberg so hard and take his money. That's the thing is like, yeah, I'm like, we could all get $150 out of this and then post the least <laughs> sincere thing ever. The only rules are like, you can't you can't swear and you can't post nudes, which would be funny if you, if you just posted a full ass naked picture, like vote for Mike Bloomberg. <laughs> Wait, is it only Instagram or across all platforms? I I think he's going for Instagram people specifically, but that was reported on on in the Daily Beast. Is this on Tribe? Tribe. I've never. Have you heard of that? No, I've heard of Tribe, but I'm gonna take my ass right. I'm gonna scoot on. You should micro influence your way to the top, baby. (laughs) That's unbelievable. So, I mean, he's winning. Clearly. I mean, this is this is how you get to one in a hundred is yes. by micro. This <laughs> yeah. the micro. He's the micro winner. Yeah, five thirty eight is taking notice. He's doing <laughs> grassroots, but the billionaire way. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, for a billionaire, I'm like, you're only giving people one hundred fifty. Yeah, come on, I come know. up off it, Michael. Oh, See, this is why we don't fuck with you. You don't want to get off these monies. Pay me yes. a salary. Give me money. That yeah. is, yeah, but that couldn't be more billionaire. Like the paying people on a tech platform to do like labor for you and right. like yeah. wildly underpaying them. Um, Woohoo! So Uber and Lyft are not helping with uh, the coronavirus panic that is going on. And in fact, like you have to, if you're a Uber or Lyft driver, you have to call them 
to have them even be like, hey, wash your hands a lot and wear a wear a face mask. Hmm. Uh, that that is the advice they give drivers who actively seek uh, help, but they're not like proactively giving that information out to their drivers, and this is leading to uh, a lot of just really shitty behavior on behalf of uh, Lyft and Uber drivers, uh, and specifically like racist behavior towards Asian Americans. Right. Which is wild because it's not just in China anymore. Right. Like, no, that's the whole like, issue, bro. Over 10 like, countries. If you were smart, you would be prejudiced against everybody because that's yeah. not what it's about anymore. Like it's 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 crazy how everyone will use anything to to insert some kind of superiority. Like yeah. Yeah. Or, like you know what I mean? Like you're not protecting yourself by doing that. Yeah. Also, if someone has a coronavirus, it, it has no race and those face masks won't do much to help you. Right. No. Yeah. That's and what the news is this saying. This driver was pointing out whenever there's a service shutdown or surge pricing, they let the people know. They let their drivers know immediately, like, hey, here's what you can do to make more money for yourself and us. But they have not like done have not issued a single uh, you know, communication that helps with people's just knowledge of this. Um and somebody uh, Lillian Wang was uh, writing on, I think, Medium about having, she was returning to San Francisco from Cabo San Lucas, uh, and her friend uh, Katie Sholov uh, called a car for the two of them, and when uh, she approached the door after putting her luggage in the trunk, the driver wouldn't open it for Lillian Wang until uh, the white girl, Katie Sholov, uh, came around. And then he was like, hey, you girls coming from China? Uh, and they were like, no, and said where they were coming from. And then the driver said he had rejected a ride request from someone with the name uh, he or he, a common Chinese name. So it's just, uh, it, it's the sort of thing that tech companies, you know, the the whole move fast and break things ethos, they just don't, they're not prepared for reality to yeah. change in any way. Well, That's also, just Uber's like, not a real company. Like, they right. literally have written away all of their liability for damn near, I mean, up to rape. Like, they're, yeah. like, kidnapping. Mm-hmm. Like, not our fault. We just yeah. we just have them all on a nap. Yeah, like, yeah. Ra- raping, kidnapping, they're totally, and, and then they're like, oh, we can be racist about something? Okay, right. let's do it. Like, like, because they don't have the accountability because it's just like a bunch of rogue people driving for their service. So yeah. I don't even know how they would be able to fix that. Right. right. Yeah. No, I mean, and they rely on that. They're like, we are just a technology platform. We're right. not a ride. We're not a card app because that's how they're, uh, how they maintain like the legal status. But that's simply mm-hmm. not true. And right. You really should Completely not, not be absolved from the right. kind of guilt. Right, yeah. But, but they have all this money that they then use to lobby. That's what they're investing most of their money in these days. Uh, so The way that everything starts in Silicon Valley is just so disgusting and anti-American. Like, yeah. it's they literally get a bunch of fucking money from a lot of rich people, drive down the price in the market so that everyone else is starved out, and yeah. then <laughs> take it over. Well, yep. And, like, while they're doing it, absolutely demolish American, like, cities. Yeah, <laughs> right. and businesses. So. And, you know, all the cab drivers, you know, all yeah. that. Even though I lived in New York, so I had no sympathy in my heart for them. Sorry, <laughs> y'all should open the door for a black girl you shouldn't have hit me with your fucking cab but um, you got hit by a cab hell 
yeah, I got hit by a cab. I got hit by yeah. several cabs. Jesus. <laughs> oh my God. What do you mean hit you by a cab? Fucking around. <laughs> Bitch, I was almost, I was a pothole, basically. <laughs> like, I got hit by so many cabs. <laughs> You're recognized by the city as a pothole. <laughs> <laughs> I worked as an orange cone. Like, what are you talking about? That was my part time job. <laughs> Be like telling your grandkids one day, like I worked as a traffic cone in New York City. <laughs> that is you some great grizzled old man shit. <laughs> All right, we are going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. You're and back. Uh, so, real quick. Benghazi update uh, on the Weinstein trial. So the prosecution rested towards the end of last week. And now people are saying more and more that uh, it's looking like he may get off, which is shocking. No fucking kidding. Imagine that. Yeah. No, I am shocked. I thought they was going to Cosby him. That's not right. I. It, it could be, but people like legal experts are basically saying that, you know, some of the behavior that's been highlighted, which, you know, uh, victim like experts on victims of sexual assault say isn't at all like surprising coming from a sexual assault victim. Like the fact that they continued to have friendly interactions with him, like that's normal and like something that happens with victims of sexual assault. Yeah, it's a uh, cycle. Yeah, it's a cycle. It's like, you know victims of sexual assault are working through like all sorts of emotional trauma and uh, especially with how it happens yeah not to speak too candidly but like i've had instances with people that were you know violations of consent and some of them i still Mm -hmm. know and they talk to me and sometimes i talk back like right and yeah it's not as black and white as people think especially in the society where you like if this man is as powerful as he was like you're not gonna be out like you could ruin your whole career like there's so much shit that i don't talk about as an actress that's happened that is not okay to me because I don't want to fuck up my career. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's like it, the, the work thing is such a, like it adds a whole other level of like, I don't know, like I've, I've expressed to people I'm like, hey, like you, like I don't treat me like that, but then have had to like continue Interact to work with them. with them. And it's like, you can't, what in some situations you're like, what am I supposed to, like what, I can't just change jobs because this fucking asshole is here. Like, yeah. right. you know? And none of this shit is logical. Like, yeah. I hate the people who try to logically explain sexual assault and victims. Like, well, why didn't she run away? And right. why didn't she, like, you know, shoot him? Like, what are you talking about? Women don't have... We have rights, but stop acting like we have the same rights as men. Like, yeah. we are still... You right. know what I mean? Like, right. It's, <laughs> but so legal experts are saying that it's usually, like, this sort of case is usually not tried and like people were like legal experts were like, well, I can't believe they're trying it because this is uh, such a like risky uh, case to make to a jury of your own peers. Uh, And Weinstein's lawyer is literally like the new worst person in the world. Donna Rotuno, uh, who- Donna Tuna. Yeah, Donna I hate, Tuna. I hate when they do that. When yeah. they're like, let me find a, a woman who's willing to sell out her morals completely yes. and then be like, see, women are bad. And also, like, a woman has those innate, like, she's still a woman. So yeah. she's probably mm-hmm. over there doing psychological warfare. Dude, I oh. would have run away. These women apart. I would have. Uh, uh, uh. yeah, literally, Ugh. she said, somebody in an interview with The Daily, uh, some podcast, Donna Rotono, uh, 
was asked, have you ever been sexually assaulted? And she replied, I have not because I would never put myself in that position. Oh, she I've lying. always made choices from college age right. on where I never drank too much and everyone, like just completely victim blaming. Oh fully, my God. Uh, yeah. is like tr- she's like literally trolling everybody bitch it's never ridiculous. put yourself in that situation so you never went outside bitch right. what are you talking about right. it's like you would have to be a complete shut in you don't have to leave in. your house you yeah. can be sober you like, can be you can a be child anything. Like, right. like what are you so... talking about she needs her ass beat but you know what people like that they always get sick from stress cause that evil it don't it don't go well oh, that see, stuff that like is... it eats you alive like I mean only unless the lawyers you truly... unless you're like Trump or OJ then you live forever so <laughs> right or our next the subject of our next story Kirk Douglas Kirk Uh, Kirk Douglas not Kurt Russell like I keep saying by mistake but he lived to age 103 Mm, and uh, something that I didn't know about him like I just always saw him treated as like this golden age icon but he was uh, you know a rapist he was yeah so when Kirk Kirk Douglas, not Kurt Russell. Yes. When Kirk Douglas died, first of all, he was 103. And I, I just get like personally annoyed when people were like, oh, it's so sad. I'm like, he's right. 103. He was 103. He was 103. Okay. Right. He was 103. I'm fine. Uh, but then on top of that, um, Natalie Wood started trending. And I wasn't aware of this either, but there's pretty like credible um, accounts that she was uh, raped by Kirk Douglas when she was 16. Yeah. Um, it first came out in 2012. It was given by an anonymous person who many have speculated to be Robert Downey Jr. Wow. Um, yeah. But it happened at the What's Chateau this Marmont. With I don't know. Um, but but later, Natalie Wood's sister confirmed that this was an account that she'd heard from her sister before, and then because of the time it happened in, which I believe would have been the early or the late fifties or early sixties. Oh yeah, she wasn't about to get no fairness. Yeah, they were like, "Don't say anything." He's like one of the most famous actors in the world right now, and you'll ruin your own career. Right. So if you want to keep this that system alive and well then like that that's the argument that Weinstein's lawyer is basically making that like you want to perpetuate a system where like this is just the accepted way of doing things right I mean you want to recreate a system where you're where it's like uh don't say anything it's like when when cases like this get like buried and people like Harvey Weinstein win it's just like indicating to people don't say anything because otherwise you're just going to re-traumatize yourself and never get justice anyways it's just like infuriating and also i think people don't understand that it's not just about justice it's also about safety and awareness because i had a friend who was assaulted by someone who was like this very popular athlete he was like really handsome he was a nursing student like you know like seemed like the all stand-up guy Mm -hmm. and the only reason i didn't get assaulted by the same man was because i knew what he did to her and he tried to take me home one night when i was drunk and wasn't feeling well and mm-hmm. I did it my friends were like you can't go with it like they were like all of us were like no no no, no we're fine like right. you know what I mean but what would happen if we didn't know right. if you didn't so, have you, that protection yeah. yeah exactly so it's just silencing people just leaves everyone dangerous because people like that don't just do it once look how many people Harvey Weinstein has accusing him of us all and yeah. the same thing is like when he wins it just indicates to people who do that already you will get away with it right. yeah so yeah you know. and also the racial implications of, here's the difference though I will say is like in the Cosby case there was like drugs involved right mm-hmm. so I think that that might be something that is 
separating these two as far in as people's like, minds or like yeah i think like in court because i thought that both of these would be open and shut cases but you would hope yeah right. but right. in bill cosby's case like i guess like the drugging also comes into play whereas like that's like a separate crime or something yeah, yeah yeah and i maybe it feels more substantial to people in court i also than don't what know what harvey weinstein was doing which i don't understand i'd be curious to know how many victims testified at his trial versus weinstein because i think very few victims actually ended up testifying at, at the weinstein. weinstein trial really yeah i think that there's there was like a lot of coverage with that podcast that we've heard of the daily right whatever it is but they they uh dilly i think the the dilly yeah yeah. the dilly yeah uh but they're like talking about finding the right victim to testify and i guess that the powers that be decided that a very few right victims were going to be able to testify at this but i i, I don't i i don't so remember like, i think that may possibly more women testified well, and also Cosby. it was the second time with cosby right the first time it was a hung jury like they didn't get him until right. the second time right and it took a little while and they and it was a slow build where like pe- the story came out and then like over the course of a decade more and more victims came forward and they were able to like kind of build a community of support and then like finally they were able to like bring it forward whereas this yeah i think it's that's i think what legal experts were like this is they're really you know putting it in like this is a difficult case to build not that it's like anything but the guiltiest piece of shit in the world but just like from a legal perspective and like how jury trials work like they're saying that this is not as open and shut as it would seem to those of us who have you know read all the articles that have come out where it's just like oh yeah it was literally every woman that he like interacted with he was like victimizing and he was ruining their careers if they didn't you know do what he asked or or not even asked all the time. He assaulted someone. It's just, ugh. It's it's so bad. It's yeah. bad. I mean, and also like to your point, Lacey, like it absolutely like like Harvey Weinstein being white is only a boon for him in this case, and yeah. in any like rape case, white and in a walker. Like, where the yeah, fuck did this walker hobbling? <laughs> like, the only time you're allowed to do that is when you're Robert Durst, and then it's Robert, Robert Durst with the neck brace coming in. He's like, "Ow, my neck!" Yeah. He's like, "What happened to your neck?" Right. He's like, "I don't know." At that point, that that was almost like he was doing material. He right. was like a bit. satirizing murder. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was, was, was the work of satire. Yeah. Right. You're only supposed to do that if yeah. you're on an episode of Martin and you get in a car crash. Right. And then you come in with your walker and your neck brace not you're a fucking rapist like why are you coming in with a walker like i couldn't break those women i couldn't get to them fast enough what are you talking about about? just to appeal to the unconscious like biases right of like feeble old men like that he couldn't have they 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 just back to robert durst neck brace for a second people did like close-up shots of that and it wasn't even fully fastened (laughs) (laughs) it was it yeah because then it gets all sweaty yeah he's like no 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 (laughs) it's like a good breathability man man i can't quit him i know uh (laughs) all right and let's go out on the story of heidi klum uh because she is telling page six that she uh seemed she received some backlash after seeming to dismiss uh gabriel union's claim that she uh suffered under a toxic work environment Mm. uh at america's got talent and heidi klum was like my experience was fine 
Can I read what she said? Yeah, please, 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 so please, please. Where's she from? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Maybe South Africa. South Africa. I can, I can, I can only do a black South African. How do claim? No, she's German. Ger- oh. I've only had the mist in You're out. No, I can't do Heidi Klum's accent. But she's like, I've only had an amazing experience um, redacted on the show. I can't speak for Gabrielle. I didn't experience the same thing. To me, everyone treats you with the utmost respect. Okay, huh. that's her quote, right? Okay. Then Heidi Klum says, a lot of people got mad at me. I was called, for example, a white woman. <gasps> no. She added, I think it's important for everyone to speak their truth. And I think that when there's a story, it should be told. I had a different story. Heidi, Heidi. you have black children. Heidi. Heidi, you have black kids. (laughs) Holy shit. Do you think they navigate the world the same way as you, a tall, beautiful, skinty, blonde, white woman? You are fucking (laughs) crazy. Right. That is. You are crazy, sis. Like, What? That was also some some masterful uh, headline work as well, because the page. I mean, the this is beside the point, but the page six, they're masterful headline writers because the headline. What is what is the? Hold on, it's opening on my computer. The headline <laughs> is Heidi Klum says she was called a white woman for <laughs> defending AGT. <laughs> Which um, is like, I guess, technically true. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a hilarious headline, and I don't know why the, Heidi Klum thought that this was gonna roll in her favor because right. we like, are dragging her all the way through Beyonce's internet, ma'am. <laughs> you, yes, you are a white woman. That's not an insult. Like, it's also, not an insult to be called white. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's just, it's not self-evidently, but it is somebody bringing a relevant piece of information that your story is influenced by the fact that, that like, you are uh, white. Right, which she's saying out loud, but then what she says following it completely contradicts that she's acknowledging... I don't get it. It's it's honestly one of those of like she just says she don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, right. look, I don't get it. I'm right. a rich white woman in America. Yes. And I experience everything the same as anybody, especially yeah. Gabrielle Union. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Miss, what the fuck are you talking about? It just scares me that she's this dumb about society because she has black kids. Right. Right. She has black children, and that is so Oof. terrifying. I, yeah. I hope that. I mean. Uh, yeah, I hope well, it's okay because one day she's gonna realize that she a white lady because somebody is gonna disrespect the fuck out of her kids. You can be as rich as you want to be, but b- b- when you're black, it all with the chickens always come to roost. It doesn't matter how much money you have, someone will remind you that you are black. Mm-hmm. And I don't hope that for her kids, but I know that's the reality because I live it. Right. And it's sad that they don't have someone who's like equipping them with the tools because now it's clear that she's raising her children as if they are not black at all. <laughs> right. Jesus she got Christ. offended. Doesn't might call her white. That's on the census, sis. So what did you do when you took a standardized (laughs) test? She was like, check white? Oh, no. That's really mean uh, that you would make me say that. I don't see color. It's on your driver's license, sis. Like, what's on your driver's license? Right. (laughs) Model? No. What does me being white have to do with how I experience this racist place? Right. Well, I don't... Hmm. Heidi. 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 Her name Heidi. is Heidi. Yeah, you are the whitest Heidi. white woman. She's also. literally a, Ger- a German American, tall, white, hot, blonde <laughs> supermodel. Right. Like, it's just like you couldn't be More less qualified arrogant. to comment. Like, no, no one is less qualified to comment. You know, actually, in the racist manifestos, you are the ideal white. Right. <laughs> you are at the top 
of the whites. And then she's like, don't say that. I do wonder if she will replace Taylor Swift now as like the ultimate uh, Aryan sort of icon. I did watch the Taylor Swift documentary. So this is being watched by people who I keep hearing people being like, really? You really start to like Taylor Swift. It's good propaganda. Yes. It's good. I mean, I feel like that's what Netflix, like what how celebrities use Netflix is to like yeah. create a documentary or a miniseries as propaganda of like, everything you've heard about me, think again, I'm awesome. <laughs> like, <laughs> except for Lady Gaga's. I was like, sis, you yeah. are unhinged. She was, <laughs> oh, really? I, I respected yeah. Lady Gaga's because I'm like, oh, she does, she does not come up very well in this. I think that she I like this. And Wait, how does she people. come up? I haven't seen okay, it. Okay, so the she has meetings two? with her managers topless. Like, oh, really? She comes up really weird. Which, like, it feels like, and I've heard this from people who know Lady Gaga, like, she's probably just a regular white woman who's lived, like, a pretty decent life. And because Stephanie. nothing really bad has happened to Steph, Steph is out here <laughs> just trying to make herself as interesting as possible so she can get this art out. So she's having meetings with her titties out. She's uh, playing a song called Joanne about her dead aunt that she never met to her grandma to try to make her cry on camera. <laughs> <laughs> that it's, is amazing. It's like it, it's a all big swings, all and, and huge swings with the star. That is that's like my favorite. I need to watch that now. Because watch it. It's the fun. idea of like. Because she really is like, and it's funny because her dad starts to cry because it's his sister who's dead, right, right? And like, and Lady Gaga be crying about her dead aunt that she never met the whole show, right? And you're like, who you better didn't to never met her? Who better to make art about this person who I've never met than, than me? me. Yeah. And her grandma's like, girl, stop! Like her grandma really? doesn't like go into it. Like <laughs> she listens to the song, she's like, this is cool, but her like, grandma she's like, stays I'm not. at arm's length. It yeah. does not. Gaga does not get what she wants out of that she shot doesn't. at all. But they're like, it's the only one we have. We got to keep it. Uh. I used to fall for those like celebrity po- propaganda documentaries. I remember when the Katy Perry one came out, and mm. I'm like, wow, her marriage didn't. Russell Brand was so mean to like. Right. I mean, which I'm sure he was. Right. But that was that was like the first documentary of that type. I feel like I saw. Right. And then, but now it's like Taylor Swift. You waited too long. I, w- I would have bought this seven years ago. Right. But you waited too long this for the you. Snake stuff. But I feel like people who are less, uh, I don't know. She's but got, I feel like she's just getting her fans. Like, I don't think anybody else is watching that and being like, like, there's quotes in it where she's like, my moral, wait, I have to find the direct quote. <laughs> <laughs> because moral? it was so insane. And I texted it to someone because I was like, what the hell? I won't put anyone on blast. Don't I know uh, somebody who I consider very smart who totally fell for it. There. Like, <laughs> put them on blast. Yeah, I can't. Uh, it wasn't like it's fully, Miles. Miles. It was, was like, not Miles. I was crying. It was Miles. It, it was, was not Miles. Really Miles. <laughs> I can't okay, believe Miles, it was Miles. cried. <laughs> no, no. But that's where he is. He was so affected by. He had to stay home today. <laughs> yeah. She says this quote: "My entire moral code is the need to be perceived as good." That Ooh. is so revealing. Yeah. Wait, the, does she know that she said that? And yeah. it's in a documentary. Yeah, and I guess that's not a thing that you would want. I guess they show kind of like both sides of like her feelings about this, right. and so it becomes less of a polarizing quote in context. But the fact that she said it, I'm like, sis, because she's that's saying so like, interesting because that seems like the most deeply true thing about her. 
It is. Yeah. And right. she's saying, the, the documentary, though, tries to spin it like, well, she belongs to the public and everything that she does is perceived one way or another. So at some point, she stops being herself and has to be the entity that is Taylor Swift. And that's why she cares about how she's behaving because she doesn't want the backlash and she wants to be a good influence. So that's kind of how they like try to spin it. Is what I've been right. told. The, However, the quote itself, I was like, Ooh. the quote itself is bad. You just gave us your intermission statement. The, <laughs> wow. Just whoo. The one thing about the documentary that I'm like, I get, like, the way that they frame it is very intentional to be like, well, she didn't advocate for anything good for 15 years because the Dixie Chicks got canceled. Uh, That's the framework for it of like, the Dixie Chicks said something mean about George Bush. For, They're country stars and they were blonde also. The so, Dixie Chicks said I'm something like, what about, about Casey Musgraves. Yeah, but the Dixie Chicks said something about George Bush. They didn't allow white supremacists to. <laughs> Use exactly. them as their mascot. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I think you can. I think that most country singer or country listeners aren't gonna be like, "Oh, Taylor Swift, you're renouncing the K K K. We ain't listening to you no more. Yeah. Like, I'm like, still listening to you." <laughs> yeah. They can't. If you go to a CVS, you're listening to Taylor Swift. You don't. You have no choice but to listen to Taylor. That's where Swift. I do most of my Taylor Swift so, listening. That's right. Uh, I literally <laughs> wouldn't know who Halsey was if I didn't go to CVS every day. <laughs> Same. I like. I was like, "Who is this person?" And then they're like, "Oh, it's the CVS music." I was like, Liam, Liam, like, can I help you find Liam. something? You're like waving down a CVS employee. Uh, yeah, who is this? And I mean, I get, I get that like country music is like in a maybe a, a difficult format to be progressive, but then it's like Casey Musgraves is like right here, right? Like, so. You know, but also, of. we're not asking you to be progressive. Like, we really asked you for the bare minimum. The yeah. white supremacy movement was like, this is our queen. And you was like, yo. <laughs> she took uh, the I'm money. not saying no. She was like, I I'm want everybody's no. money. <laughs> she took the money. Uh, well, guys, this is why you guys are the best guests in the world. Uh, <laughs> this is why? This is why. The Taylor Swift thing wasn't even on the dock, and we got into it, and that's probably the most zeitgeisty thing happening right now. Uh, Lacey, where can people find you? Follow you. Yes, guys, you can find me. Listen to my podcast if you love scams uh, and comedy. It is a comedy podcast. Uh, ScamGoddessPod at gmail.com is where you can email your scams. I don't know why I always say the email. ScamGoddessPod on Instagram and on Twitter. And then, guys, you can follow me if you want to see my own personal shenanigans at D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I-D-V-A-L-A-C-I on all platforms. And is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? Yes, there is. Now, I'm going to give you guys some context because this is like a deep cut for the blacks. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. So, so Peter Guns is a rapper. I know Peter Guns. Peter Guns has like 511 babies. He's had women pregnant at the same time. You know, he's just like a, a little man hoe. Um, <laughs> and it just came out from the Source magazine that Peter Guns makes history by becoming the first black host of Cheaters. And uh, Raymal Sutton retweeted, if you do what you love, you'll never have to work a day in your life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's I was like, so yes, Ramal, you, that is so funny. <laughs> so good at cheating. <laughs> hey, you know, some people have special skills. Right? This is cheating. Yeah. That's so funny. I um, love it. Jamie. 
Yeah. Where can people find you and what's a tweet you've been enjoying? Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter at uh, Jamie Loftus Help, on Instagram at Jamie Christ Superstar. Uh, this comes out Monday. I'll be in uh, New York tonight at Joe's Pub doing Boss Who Girl, and there's like a, maybe a couple of tickets left. And then we'll be, uh, Bechtel Cast is in Boston on the 13th, recovering Bridesmaids at the Hideout. And then I'm headlining a show in Denver on the 22nd that is a Bernie fundraiser. And the tweet I'm going to pick, oh, because I didn't get to bring this up earlier. It's from the Pasadena Playhouse uh, because Alfred Molina is currently uh, starring in a play at the Pasadena Playhouse, which if you haven't been, it's a state theater. You can get tickets for 20 bucks. It's very affordable. And the play is the saddest shit I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, So I, I would like to recognize their tweet promoting that show which is called The Father, and Alfred Molina plays a man that has dementia. He wears pajamas the whole time. 500 stars from me. <laughs> Are you going to go see it? I saw I saw it was their opening night. Oh, my God. And I'm going to go again next month. It was it the saddest shit you've ever seen? It was the saddest shit I've ever seen. Um, wow. And I snuck my own wine in, so 10 out of 10 experience. <laughs> it was incredible. I'm so proud of you. It was great. I'm like, I'm not going to pay theater wine prices. No. Right. As you should a, not. I've got a canvas bag <laughs> uh tweet i've been enjoying first of all thanks to everybody for uh all your kind tweets and response to uh my doggy finney yes. passing away uh thanks to super producer anna hosnier for putting that video together uh of some of his greatest hits uh at the <laughs> office <laughs> uh and some tweets i've been enjoying at molly goodfellow tweeted what if greta thunberg is a kind of ferris bueller situation where she just wanted one day off school and it spiraled out of control <laughs> 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 and then brent at merman5 tweeted guy in his 30s still wearing flat bill hat so basically like a vibe check (laughs) doctor explaining the blood work she wants him to get yes but for cholesterol (laughs) a vibe check uh you can find me on twitter jack underscore o'brien you can find us on twitter at daily zeitgeist we're at the daily zeitgeist on instagram we have a facebook fan page and a website dailyzeitgeist.com where we post our episodes and our footnotes, footnotes where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode as well as the song we ride out on super producer anna hosnier what's the song for us to ride out on Hi, um, I'm going to recommend this song I've been listening to called Jet Fuel by Mac Miller. Uh, it's a great song. It's really chill. Um, I heard it in an ice cream shop recently, and it brought it back into my personal zeitgeist. And I was like, oh, yeah, Mac Miller was a great artist. And uh, so R.I.P. and listen to Jet Fuel by Mac Miller. I feel like I'm very late on that R.I.P., huh? <laughs> All right, yeah, well, yes. no, no, enjoy no, no. here. It's been <laughs> a while. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for, uh, I mean, we've been waiting for you to say that <laughs> yeah. for over a year. <laughs> uh, well, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for this morning's episode. We will be back this afternoon with to tell you what is trending, and we will talk to you then. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Used to wanna be a superhero, flying around with a cape and some bad guys. I'm a head underwater, but I ain't in the shower and I ain't getting baptized. 
To the good and the bad times All the cuts, broken bones and the black eyes Young motherfucker with a mad mind Made a couple million off of rap lines Y'all can't tell me nothing no more Came from the basement under that floor You don't come close You don't need to know I'm the goat You don't need to know how I go Cause I know what you want All I wanna do is the most Backflip off the rope Sky hook when I'm in the post Yeah, my girl too clutch to choke mm. And I ain't calling it quits You can build a wall with